Hey Northwest Ohio, are you tired of just surviving? Are you ready for some fresh ideas? You've come to the right place. The Thrive Tribe 419 podcast features local experts in wellness and experiencing the best life has to offer in the Midwest. Let's thrive together. Hey everybody, it's Rose and it is my 38th birthday. So... Uh, I decided that I would do a little podcast um, just to celebrate my birthday, and um, I have a job for you all. I'm going to ask you right off the bat. I have a birthday wish, so my wish is for 38 people to go out and share this podcast with somebody else. Um, The whole reason I started this podcast was to connect people with information and people with like-minded people um, and for this to be a benefit to everyone in Northwest Ohio who is looking for information about wellness, about natural lifestyle, um, natural parenting, um, alternative lifestyle, those sorts of things. Um, So if this podcast has inspired you, has helped you in some way thus far, please share this with somebody. You can do that by um, leaving a review on iTunes. You can get on social media and um, tag somebody um, in a post. Um, You can tell somebody um, face-to-face, which is always great. (laughs) Um, You can send somebody a link to our website. So um, tt419.buzzsprout, B-U-Z-Z-S-E. P-R-O-U-T dot com tt419.buzzsprout.com um, Instagram Facebook Thrive Tribe 419 iTunes Thrive Tribe 419 all of that so if you do share this podcast with someone I would love it if you would let me know that you did that and um, just let me know let me know what you think so far let me know what you would like to see in the future because I want this podcast to be for my tribe, and you are my tribe. So um, thanks for being here. Now, to celebrate my birthday, I decided to tell you three crazy facts about myself, and then I am going to um, share eight of my favorite books. These are not um, like my top eight or anything. I love a lot of books, but um, these are books that have inspired my life in the last few years. So I thought I would share a little bit about that. So that's where I get the three and the eight. So three crazy facts about me. Um, The first, this is really weird. I can make a four-leaf clover shape with my tongue. Okay, number two. (laughs) My first home was a church that my parents rented. So when I came home from the hospital, they brought me home to a church. And that church is now the Florida, Ohio Public Library. So if you'd like to visit my first home, you can go to Florida, Ohio, which is located on um, County Road 424 on the river, on the Maumee River between Napoleon and Defiance, Ohio. And you can visit the Florida Public Library and see where I hung out when I was a baby. Um, My third weird fact is that my husband... Um, and my eldest daughter and I were all born on the 20th of the month and that my baby last year tried to be born on the 20th and um, went to the hospital 
and they had to stop labor because she was way premature. Um, so that was quite an experience. So yeah, last year at this time I was um, getting ready to have my baby prematurely. <laughs> Luckily they were able to stop labor and everything was fine. Okay, so moving on to eight favorite books. I'm going to start with Janet Lansbury's No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame. Um, and if you are into um, respectful parenting, that kind of vibe, um, Janet Lansbury has a great podcast too. So um, it's called, um, it'll come to me, Unruffled. It's called Unruffled Janet Lansbury. So check her out. Um, but this is from No Bad Kids, and this is what she says. There are two extreme approaches to discipline that do not serve a toddler's needs. One is overly strict, punitive, and non-empathetic. It involves maintaining control of the household through punitive discipline and other manipulative tactics. The child is perceived as innately bad and out of control, needing to be taught how to behave through fear and shame. Respect is demanded from children rather than being something children can be trusted to return to us when they have been treated respectfully from the time they were born. On the other hand, or on the other end of the spectrum, are parents who are reticent to engage in conflict and will do almost anything to avoid their child's disagreement. These parents hope boundaries will be accepted by their toddler, so they set li limits timidly, softly, perhaps with a wavering tone that asks, is this going to be okay with you? So um, Janet Lansbury goes on to explain how um, her discipline works um, sort of as a middle ground here. And um, I just love her advice. She has helped me more than anybody else in um, becoming a better parent, in my opinion. So that's Janet Lans Lansbury, No Bad Kids. Second book is Autism Breakthrough, written by Ron Kaufman. Ron Kaufman. And um, I have an autographed book, which I think is so cool. But anyway, um, something that inspired me in this book. And Ron Kaufman, by the way, um, was severely autistic as a child, nonverbal. Um, just he had all the symptoms to the um, max. And now as an adult, he's completely healed, has a college degree. He's a public speaker, educator. Um, has this educational facility for autistic children and their parents. Just an amazing guy. And this is a book that he wrote. So, um, top seven empowering, happiness-producing parental beliefs. One, I love my child and enjoy and see the beauty in my child exactly as he is with all his differences. Two, my child is capable of limitless change and growth. What my child has been able or unable to do in the past tells me absolutely nothing about what he's capable of accomplishing in the future. Three, my child is behaving this way because it's the only way he knows how to take care of himself. He's doing the best he can. Four, I can absolutely handle this. Five, I can use this challenge to meaningfully enhance, improve, and deepen my marriage. Six, my unhappiness doesn't have to be the measurement of how much I care. I can express my caring through my love and effort. Seven, I don't need others to understand, agree with, or support me in order to feel okay. I just need conviction behind what I'm doing. So that's Ron Kaufman. I think he is a super cool dude. Okay, 
Here's a goodie. Um, national bestseller, Wisdom of the Ages, 60 Days to Enlightenment by Wayne W. Dyer. Um, Wayne Dyer is one of my personal heroes and um, unfortunately passed away recently, but he has left us so much wisdom uh, and so many books. And he also had a podcast for a while. If you'd like to check that out, I think that's still available to listen to. But um, here's a little bit from this book about self-reliance. These are the voices which we hear in solitude, but they grow faint and inaudible as we enter into the world. Society everywhere is in con conspiracy against the manhood of every one of its members. Society is a joint stock company in which the members agree for the better securing of his bread to each shareholder to surrender the liberty and culture of the eater. The virtue in most request is conformity. Self-reliance is its aversion. It loves not realities and creators, but names and customs. Whoso would be a man must be a nonconformist. He who would gather immortal palms must not be hindered by the name of goodness, but must explore if it be goodness. Nothing is at last sacred but the integrity of your own mind. And that's by um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, who is also one of my favorite authors. And um, Wayne Dyer then goes into um, explaining what this excerpt means. Um, so it's it's a really good book. I take this book out every once in a while and just read little portions of it and get re-inspired. Okay, Eckhart Tolle, A New Earth, Awakening to Your Life's Purpose. This was in Oprah's book club, if anybody cares about that. Um, this, is, this was such an inspiring book to me. I've read it two or three times. Um, so here's a little excerpt. A Brief History of Your Life. The coming into manifestation of the world, as well as its return to the unmanifested, its expansion and contraction, are two universal movements that we could call the outgoing and the return home. Those two movements are reflected through the universe in many ways, such as in the incessant expansion and contraction of your heart, as well as in the inhalation and exhalation of your breath. They are also reflected in the cycles of sleep and wakefulness. Each night, without knowing it, you return to the unmanifested source of all life when you enter the stage of deep, dreamless sleep and then re-emerge again in the morning repl replenished. So that's a little excerpt from A New Earth. I want to read more and more because I think it's just so great, but I can't because I don't have time in this podcast. Um, another one of my favorites that inspired me when I was, um, gosh, probably 20 years ago, so I was maybe um, 18 years old, was the first time I read Walden by Thoreau, and um, I'm going to share a little bit of that, and this is a classic It is not all books that are as dull as their readers. There are probably words addressed to our condition exactly, which, if we could really hear and understand, would be more salutary than the morning or the spring to our lives, and possibly put a new aspect on the face of things for us. How many a man has dated a new era in his life from the reading of a book? The book exists for us, perchance, which will explain our miracles and reveal new ones. 
at the present unutterable things we may find somewhere uttered. These same questions that disturb and puzzle and confound us have in their return in their turn occurred to all the wise men. Not one has been omitted, and each has answered them according to his ability, by his words, and his life. Moreover, with wisdom we shall learn liberality. The solitary hired man on a farm in the outskirts of Concord, who has his second birth and a peculiar religious experience, and is driven, as he believes, into silent gravity and exclusiveness by his faith, may think it is not true. But Zoroaster, thousands of years ago, traveled the same road and had the same experience, but he, being wise, knew it to be universal and treated his neighbors accordingly, and is even said to have invented and established worship among men. Let him humbly, humbly commune with Zoroaster then, and through the liberalizing influence of all worthiness with Jesus Christ himself, and let our church go by the board. Super spiritual, super deep, right? So if you've never re read Walden, I highly, highly um, recommend it. So another one of my favorite books, this is something I keep on my kitchen counter at all times. Um, it was a gift to me when I graduated from college with my um, holistic health degree. And um, this was from my Aunt Pat. So shout out to my Aunt Pat. This is just the best book ever. Um, it's called Prescription for Nutritional Healing. It's a practical A to Z reference to drug-free remedies using vitamins, minerals, herbs, and food supplements by Phyllis A. Balk, who is a certified um, nutritional consultant, I think, something like that. She's a nutritionist. She is one of the go-to people for um, nutritional healing in the wellness world. So since we're talking about, um, and I, this, this is like an encyclopedia. I mean, there's so much in here, but since we're talking about birthdays, I thought I would read a little bit about wrinkles <laughs> and remedies for wrinkles. So um, for wrinkles, the most important things she recommends is MSM, um, helps prevent wrinkling of the skin, and then uh, primrose oil or blackcurrant seed oil, good healers for dermatitis, acne, and most other skin disorders. These oils contain linoleic acid, which is needed by the skin. Um, she also recommends vitamin A plus natural carotenoid complex, something called bet betatine, um, necessary for healing and construction of construction of new skin tissue and um, the natural carten, car, carotenoid, I hope I'm saying that right, um, that's antioxidants and vitamin A precursors. And then she also recommends a vitamin B complex plus extra vitamin B12. Um, I always take my B's in the morning, so I, um, not, I'm not being kept up at night. <laughs> um, and that's for anti-stress and anti-aging vitamins. Uh, sublingual forms are best. So that's prescription for natural healing. Okay, so as a dairy-free mom here, um, I kind of missed being able to eat ranch salad dressing, and I wanted to share something with you, something fun. This is from Danielle Walker's Against All Grain Celebrations cookbook, A Year of Gluten-Free, Dairy-Free, and Paleo Recipes for Every Occasion. 
and her homemade herb ranch dressing is so yummy. So what you do is you take one cup of mayonnaise, and she also has a recipe for homemade mayonnaise in her cookbook. Um, half cup full fat coconut milk, quarter cup fresh flat leaf parsley chopped, two cloves of garlic crushed, two tablespoons of chopped fresh chives, two tablespoons chopped fresh dill, four teaspoons of freshly squeezed lemon juice, half a teaspoon of onion powder, and half a teaspoon of fine sea salt. And what you do is you just combine all of that in a container. You just put it in, I put it in a little glass bowl with a lid and whisk it all up and stick it in the fridge and it's good to go. And it's so yummy and it's dairy free. So, and it's egg free too if you um, make it without eggs, make the mayonnaise without eggs. Um, so that is Daniel Walker's Celebrations Cookbook gotta get it if you don't have it. It's my favorite. All right, so last but not least, I am going to read Carry On Warrior, The Power of Embracing Your Messy, Beautiful Life by Glennon Doyle Melton. By God, there will be dancing. I am sitting in a quiet bedroom with God. We are alone, the two of us. I am perched on the edge of a four-poster bed, and my legs are dangling off the side. God is in a rocking chair across the room, and she's knitting. God knits, it turns out. She also rides a Harley, but never while knitting. I'm pissed at God, so I'm glaring at her while she rocks and knits. She won't ask me what's wrong. I'm waiting for her to ask. I'm dying for her to ask. I sigh. I breathe as deeply and loudly as with much angst as possible. Nothing from her. Nothing disturbs her peace. Nothing breaks her concentration. She is not curious. So I just start. I'm going to stay sick, aren't I? You're not going to heal me, are you? And I'll never have another baby, will I? And my marriage, what about my marriage? Is it going to crumble too? You're going to leave me sick and empty-armed and struggling, aren't you? Aren't you? I know you are. Please fix it. If you don't, that's it for us. I'm not kidding. I'll quit trying not to be a jerk. I'll quit writing. I'll quit talking to you and caring about other people and smiling so much. I'll spend all my money on fancy makeup and couches, and I'll spend all my time watching Real Housewives of Orange County. No, Housewives of New Jersey. Take that. I'm serious. Friendship with you is too exhausting. I'm going to have to quit you, based on principle and utter confusion. If you don't pull through for me this time... It's atheism for me. Atheism. I'm so serious. God stops. God keeps knitting. Then she smiles and holds her stitch for a moment. She looks up with, at me with her soft, crinkly eyes, and she says, Honey, you are so angry. I understand. I love you so much. Would you like me to stop knitting so that we can talk about all of this? I think for a minute and look at the knitting in her lap. I gaze at the part that's done. It's breathtaking. All blue and green and hot pink and gold and silver. At first, the colors seem to swirl wildly, but then suddenly I recognize a pattern. The pattern is me. I am beautiful. Swirly, wild, and beautiful. No, I say, don't stop. Keep knitting. Because she is knitting my life, of course. I am what her hands are working on and I want her to concentrate. I still trust her. God, I say, I'm going to dance. While you knit, I'm just going to dance. God looks up one last time and says, 
That's all I've ever wanted you to do, sweetheart. You dance and I'll keep knitting. It's going to be beautiful, honey. I promise. Thanks for listening to the Thrive Tribe 419 podcast. If you'd like to join the conversation or see pictures and videos, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Thrive Tribe 419. You can find show notes from today's episode or listen to more episodes at tt419.buzzsprout.com or on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. If you enjoyed this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you left a review wherever you listen to the show. Leaving reviews helps others find us and lets them know that we're the real deal. And it lets me know that you've been enjoying the show and that I'm not just sitting here talking to myself. (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Have a great day and keep thriving.